video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. The pure D, pure. Oh, I'm gonna start again. <laughs> fucked already. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, episode number sixty-nine. Hello. Noted jokes, Craig. I know exactly where your mind is at. So predictable. You're the one that brought it up, <laughs> so we all know where your mind's at. Mm-hmm, yeah. In this week's episode, we shall be looking more at Sony's new PS Plus, the return of Tales from the Borderland and Halo Infinite's roadmap, plus lots of other news that has dropped in the past week. Craig has finally got his hands on Xbox 360's 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, so I'm sure he will be wrapping up his thoughts on that. <laughs> too funny, am Oh, it? you. <laughs> yes, that plus the other games we have been playing, as well as some pure dead platinum games for all you trophy hunters as well. There was no gaming movie as such this week. However, we will chat through what we have watched on the box, including the Uncharted movie and Ambulance. We'll also look at this week's nominations for Get in the Bin, an imaginary bin where we dispose of a thing, a person, or whatever has provoked us this week. And finally, we'll also have a pick of the week for you. If you're not already, then make sure you do subscribe to the podcast and follow our social channels and join our Discord so you can keep up to date with all things Pure Dead Gaming. And with that said, let's begin. How do you... What are you eating? Sorry, I was chewing on ice. All right. <laughs> I'm, <so hard. laughs> uh, I'm good. How's everyone else? Good. Are you better than last week? Oof, doesn't I've, look it. I've been... <laughs> thanks very much. I've been... So, it doesn't bode very well. I'm sitting here quite the thing... Quite, I've been getting slightly better each day, yes. apart from today, to be fair, it's been really slow today. Craig, his heart is back for anyone who does not know, so he has unfortunately had to sit on the couch most of the week and play games. <laughs> it's, it's been, been dreadful. a hard life. I know. It's a hard not life <laughs> for me. Yeah, it's been, it's been really tough, but the outpouring of support mm-hmm. from the internet as a whole has been really pivotal and get me through this yeah this difficult time yeah i can yeah, imagine yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah i'm good pretty good how do we feel about elon musk buying twitter i don't know why people are so upset what is he gonna do yeah i sort of think for everyone who's annoyed about it there's one person in support like uh, it seems to be like i've not looked too much into it but he wants to open it up so that it's like free speech and stuff yeah, which is maybe not the worst, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest, on Twitter, nobody agrees on anything anyway, so I don't think much will change. Uh, I think Twitter's one of the better platforms for stuff like that, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, certainly my preference has always been Twitter. Like, I just, 
I don't know, I, I feel like Facebook's more of a you're on it and you see people that you know anyone anyway. So if I want to talk to these people, I'll text them or I'll phone them. Whereas I feel like Twitter's about meeting new people with similar interests to you and having discussions. And that's what I've always liked about it. So I get my news as well. Yeah. I get most of my news from Twitter. Like I feel like Twitter's worldwide, whereas Facebook to me, when I go on, all I see is stuff around about Local. here. Aye. Mm. I don't give a fuck about any of that. So, but yeah, I don't know. There's there's loads of people that are like, oh, he's going to ruin Twitter, and there's loads of people that think, oh, he's going to make it better. And see, to be honest, it's probably you're probably not going to notice anything unless yeah. you're looking for it. Forty-four billion. Yeah, but it is like a I don't know, sixteen-year-old business that's not probably growing exponentially as much as some of the other platforms. So, like, I'm pretty sure the folks selling are like, guy, yeah, it's probably a pretty good deal. <laughs> like, uh, well, probably so, a good thing to sell. Is it not owned by Facebook? Facebook not no. One no. 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 It's one of the ones that's separate because it's always funny when Facebook and WhatsApp and everything goes down and then everyone who's not been on Twitter oh. for ages pops up on Twitter. I thought it was funny. KFC earlier they'd put out a tweet and it said, to put things into context, Elon Musk could have bought 17, sorry, 17 billion, 424 million. Two hundred and forty-two hundred thousand four hundred and twenty-four twister wraps at one ninety-eight each, or two large pizzas from Domino's. <laughs> and then, completely not getting the joke, there's a guy in the comments that said two large pizzas is about thirty pounds. What are you on about? <laughs> right. Taking it literal. Aye. So, just when you think that guy can't be any more of a moron, right? <laughs> you spot his username. Mm. Now, his name is Dan, but his at is Pussyman Dan. Oh, dear. But the S's are fives because oh, he's really oh, cool. Gosh, yeah. Pussyman yeah. Dan. I thought he'd have been really cool and made them dollar signs. Well, yeah. Nailed on Virgin. <laughs> a little like shout out to anyone who is in this position but like I don't exactly directly work in recruitment but I do as part of my role um, look at like job applications and CVs and things like that mm -hmm. and you do get the odd person who has some ridiculous email address mm -hmm. like that uh -huh, that they've probably had since they were like 15 yeah. in the 90s and you're like why is this still like? Yeah. If you're I've, applying I've, for a job, it's not <laughs> difficult to go and make a Gmail account. Yeah, I've with your name or thereabouts. Email. I've got a job email. Yeah. That's used for that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Takes like you say too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> phones on mute, use, please. Rather than using your fucking princess pony. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, Awkward. Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have, to, <laughs> you have to worry about these people, but because if you are applying for a job and when you're filling out that form, you don't look at it and go, that's not going to look good, then you're a fucking idiot and you don't deserve the job. <laughs> like, I would, I would just put that to one side mm -hmm. and be like, nah, nah. Yeah. If you've thought that is acceptable, you're not the right person for this job. Yeah, I mean, there is discrimination laws and things, but at the same point. How do they know? <laughs> exactly, they don't know. You just say, nah, it was because of his hair. Unless every job he gets he denied, he goes, you're discriminating me. Well, that's, that wasn't my fault, he was a ginger. 
Craig. <laughs> right, anyway, fuck Twitter, fuck all this. Have you seen the most important news of the day? Mm, no. Right. Discontinued in the UK is the little Milky Way crispy rolls. Oh, I've seen you post it, this. Ah. What the fuck is that about? I mean, you say discontinued. I don't think I've seen one of them in a shop I've since had, I was like 15. I've had one in the last month. Where from? Where'd you buy these things? Shops. Was it in, in date? <laughs> I don't go into shops? shops, so that's my problem. Well, you're not going to find them if you don't go into shops. That is an issue. <laughs> but shops sold them and it's a disgrace. They were good, yeah. Yeah. Why discontinue that? It's only in the UK as well, apparently. Is it Milky Way? Mm-hmm. Or is Milky, it Milky Way make them. Right. Who are owned by Mars, I found out. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as this happened, I was like, I just assumed Nestle owned everything. And I was about to at Nestle and call them a shower of cunts. And then I was like, better check than it is <laughs> Nestle. What's well, this about Snickers as well, not putting the... Oh, that was just one wanker oh, who was it? got one that didn't have the, didn't have the veins, I think. Didn't have the dick yeah, but it got to the point. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're called? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. But some somebody got one that didn't have the dick vein, and they put it on Twitter. I think it was, and then there was an. Where's app, my dick vein? And then there was like a total uproar. Folk going, they, they can't take the vein away. They I mean, if they take, take the dick vein, if they take the dick vein away, what's the point? What's your point? That's and it got to the vein. it got to the stage where uh, Snickers had to tweet out and say, "We haven't removed the vein. The vein's still there." <laughs> they were the same vein, were they? <laughs> Before we continue on, this doesn't really have anything to do with anything that's probably still going to blow up in my face, right? But you guys aren't really gamblers, but Bet365 regularly just give you free bets, right? Like, mm-hmm. probably two or three times a week, they're just like, here's a fiver, put it wherever you want. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do with it, since it's free money, is to do a thing called a bet builder, where you just choose a couple of different things to happen, put it on. So tonight I went for Man City to win, De Bruyne to score the first goal, and Melito of Real Madrid to get a yellow card. Two minutes into the game, De Bruyne scored the first goal. Very exciting. 90 quid. Exciting for you, eh? 18 to 1. Mm-hmm. Well, that, get your tips here. That'll pay for the new Nintendo Joy-Cons that we need for Friday. That's right, aye. That's right. I forgot that was coming out this week. Yeah, Switch Sports is releasing on Friday, which I've pre-ordered for all the fun. It'll be good, that We'll get some good... Good games of that over the weekend. Hopefully. It's going to be a total rip, but I don't know. On one hand, I'm like, it sounds like a good time. And on the other hand, I know it's just going to be Wii Sports again. Yeah. And I'm going to be playing it going, I can't believe they've fucking repackaged this and sold it to us again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a new generation. Like, I, I remember when it came, like when Wii Sports came out and I loved playing it, but our kids haven't had a Wii, so they don't... <laughs> yeah, the kids will love it. Yeah. The kids will love it. But yeah, you're right, that will pretty much just pay for the Joy-Cons because mm-hmm. Nintendo are robbing bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, something I didn't put in the notes on the news, but it was announced today that the Sifu roadmap, remember they had said they were going to add some new stuff in. Mm-hmm. So all they've got down here is spring, which is fast running out. 
they've got to what the end of May is that the end of spring <laughs> uh, but that's when they'll be adding difficulty options so people can actually complete the game uh, advanced training and some new outfits so that'll be good in summer we're getting advanced scoring and gameplay modifiers so if an easier mode doesn't help you you can probably turn the enemies into target practice basically mm-hmm. in the fall they're going to add a replay editor which could be cool because some of the kills and stuff like that in the combat and it's amazing so if you can add a replay editor that you can go in and like basically make your own like kung fu film like it could be cool as fuck yeah uh, and then in the winter they're going to add new game modes so there's nothing on the roadmap about xbox but they had said before that it's coming to xbox this year so i think it'll be out in xbox in the next two or three months as well so i mean it's it's still up there it might i don't know it's up there with my games of the year just now so it's definitely one to look forward to on xbox and the new modes Cool. Sounds good. Too hard for me, so I'll be. Well, not after by. the not after well, the easy mode gets yeah, added in. Maybe it's good. Might give it a shot. And the last thing was PlayStation Plus rumors are a, a plenty. They've not confirmed it yet, but strangely, FIFA Twenty Two, which is that's one of the PlayStation Plus games next month. Apparently, that's the rumor. FIFA Twenty Two, Tribes of Midgard, and Curse of the Dead. I've not heard of the other two. They're supposed to be quite good, but FIFA 22 is a weird one. Yeah, but maybe it does explain why when you tried to download it, there was two. No, one of them was the beta. Ah, okay. That was why. But um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've never had an EA Sports game getting added this early on. Mm. Ever. So, and even then, it's only, I think, EA, UFC 4 was in PS Plus, but that's the only EA Sports game that's ever been added to mm. PlayStation Plus, so it's quite strange, especially when it's only been out six months, six, seven months. But yeah, interesting. Keeping on the football theme, but moving on to what we've been playing, does eFootball make an appearance again this week? I have played a bit more of it, yes. And he'll be thrilled. Andy mm. is awfully excited. I can see him over there just <laughs> rubbing, rub, rubbing his fucking forehead with excitement. I still haven't ventured online, but I have played some more offline games and I've managed to build up. It turns out I had enough to like get some players with coins that I'd got. So I've managed to build up like an okay team and I've just been playing good games against the AI. It remains fun. It is fun. But at the same point, it's got a ceiling for me because I might play one or two games online, but I'm not going to play, I'm not going to continue to play it online. And if there's no Master League mode, then it's not going to have legs for me. So the gameplay is good. They've definitely improved it, and I think they're going to continue to improve it, but I don't even think Master League's coming out this year. So until that appears, it's only going to be there for the odd hop on for half an hour for me, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Uh, But I've also been playing quite a few different things. Uh, I played some more Road 96. I don't really have much more to say about it. It continues to be really cool. It's a very telltale style game, like I said last week. I finished the second chapter now and I'm on to the third one. And yeah, it's just interesting. Each episode you play, you see things from a different angle uh, as a different person trying to cross the border. And it's it's just like I say, it's very telltale. Would I like it? It's very narrative heavy. Like There's no difficulty in combat. If you're interested in the story of these people trying to flee this dictatorship, then yeah, you'd like it. Uh, it's pretty good. I also played 
I don't know if I spoke about this last week, but AO the Clown, which is like a 2D platformer. I think you might have mentioned it. It's pretty cool. Like at first, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is good shitty platinum written all over it. But it's not. It's a proper five, six hour, like almost like a 2D Mario style mm. game. And it's good. It's mm. actually pretty good. We did talk about it because you called it cute. I remember that. Yeah, the cute wee clown. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, since when is a, cl- and a clown cute? <laughs> honestly, see, every time you get a checkpoint, you get pied in the face. Mm. You can't You can't help but smile. Mm. But no, that's really cool. Uh, it's not that hard is the only thing. It's not very difficult, but it's good. It is good. And that's rich coming from you. Uh, exactly, I sure <laughs> enough. There is a hard mode, which I haven't ventured onto, I suppose, but... Uh, and the other thing is Liberated, which I was delighted finally came to a console that I use because it was on. It's been on the Switch since twenty twenty, and it's been on PC. I but for some reason it just they just kept not bringing it to Xbox or PlayStation. So it finally came out last week. I'm about halfway through it just now, and I fucking love it. Like, I feel like I've watched you play a little bit of it, but what is it? So, again, it's a 2D, 2.5D, like, side-scrolling, and you are... The story is that it reminds me a little bit of, like, iRobot, where the world is almost under surveillance at this point, and there's a, there's a group of hackers that are trying to rebel against it, and you join them and... All of a sudden, think it's okay to start killing cops. Oh, okay. And so it's got a little bit. It's a little bit shadow complex, like with the the aiming and like I don't know, just the way you aim and shoot. But what makes it really unique is the way the story plays out. It's in comic book, so you'll see like a comic book page, and it'll be each of the squares will be blank, and then one of the squares will light up, and you'll see the text coming up, and it's all fully voiced. Mm-hmm. And you tab through it as that happens. And then sometimes there'll be moving cutscenes within the comic book that you have to do quick uh, quick time events. Mm-hmm. And it's so far, it's just really cool. The presentation of it, the style of it, like I really, really enjoy it. I At the time when I played the demo on PC, like I loved it. And I put a Let's Play of it on our YouTube channel. But I held off thinking, you know what it's like? You th- when the stuff comes out on PC and the Switch, you're like, oh, I'll be out and playstation and xbox in three months but it just didn't fucking come um for two years but it's here now and it's really really good well well worth picking up it's only 15 pound as well and if the switch is your preferred platform it's on sale for a fiver so i definitely recommend that as well and the other stuff i've been playing is retro so i'll get into that in the retro section okay thanks craig has been pestering me to play the sexy Brutal because he said I would enjoy it. Yes. Yes. I didn't know if you did though. Did you enjoy it? You did play a little bit. I'm not sure. I feel like I need to play more. I do like the idea of it. Like it's, I mean, you're tasked with exploring like murders Mm -hmm. and, but I just, I don't know about the time thing. Mm, See, usually time stuff puts me off, but the fact that you, it's not as if you can fail, you just rewind time at any point. Yeah. But then I did a whole level and I just stayed in one room. Or I did like a whole loop and I just stayed in one room because I was like, I need to know what happens in this room. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was wasting my time. 
but that is sort of what you do. So the whole thing is that you... It's like a stakeout. That's yeah, basically pretty what much. It, was. it is like a stakeout. So in each bit, there's a, someone gets murdered, and then you have to go back and find out how to prevent that murder. Mm-hmm. So you go about different rooms, and you you you'll try and find out who the murderer is. Then you'll watch their steps, see what they do, see if there's ways you can intervene and stop them them pulling off that murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is all about a stakeout and um, trying to find ways to manipulate what happened but i don't know i usually hate timed stuff anytime there's something where you're on a timer like it really fucking annoys me but with this at any point you just press a button and go back to the beginning of that loop um which i found all right about it but i can understand why it could be stressful so i wasn't stressed right i was just a little bit bored oh well i mean in a real life stakeout situation i would thrive oh you would we have thrived (laughs) we have um but yeah not I don't know. Hmm. Might not be for you. It's certainly not for everyone, but it's it's one of my favourite indie games ever. I absolutely love it. But mm-hmm. I wanted you to give it a shot anyway. Mm-hmm. Hope you, Andy. Cyberpunkin? Cyberpunk. That's it. <laughs> Are you finished yet, though? No. Oh, come on. No, it's not that long. I loads left. I, I don't play fucking eight hours a day anymore. That's true. It's not, not my style. That's true. Yeah, so yeah, let's move on to some new content. Obviously, as I mentioned, Craig has been off, sort of, with his back. So you've churned everything out this week, have you? There's actually been a lot of new content, although only some of it has been from me. I have a review of Slipstream Up, which is the retro arcade racer that I spoke about a few weeks ago. Good cracking game, if you like that sort of thing. Check out the review. Uh, I did a trophy guide video for Pretty Girls Rivers, which was the Pure Dead Platinum last week, and I also converted that into a sort of trophy review, which is on the website, so you can see it written and in video. Uh, There is a review of Moss Book 2, that's by James. There's a review for Ale of the Clown by Terry, and today... Donnie put up an article on Elden Ring. He was very vehemently against Elden Ring when it came out. would get angry anytime anyone mentioned how good it was. And so the uh, he finally picked it up off Facebook Marketplace because he saw it for £30. <laughs> and three days and ten hours of gameplay later, the headline of the article is, My name is Donnie and I'm an Elden loser. <laughs> so... It's a good read uh, about how he was wrong about Elden Ring. Mm. So check that out as well. And I'm sure I'll have plenty more coming over the next week since I'll be doing fuck all! (laughs) Except crying. Yeah, so that's everything new on the website, puredeadgaming.com. Let's go to old. What's old? What we've been playing that's old, retro. Well, what up, gangster? Because I finally got my hands on 50 fucking cent blood in the sand. Where did you get it? My dream came true. (laughs) Uh, I got it off CEX. So I've got this thing where I'm probably going to alienate half of a country here, but I'm a Celtic fan. And so I've got this thing where whenever Celtic play Rangers, I put money on Rangers to win because... When your team loses at football, especially to their biggest rivals, it's like being kicked in the dick. So if you're going to get kicked in the dick, 
you may as well get some money out of it. So last weekend, unfortunately, Celtic get kicked in the dick. And therefore, I get kicked in the dick. But that meant I won some money. So what I do is... What a fan. So what I do is, to get over the disappointment of my team getting kicked in the dick, (laughs) I treat myself with the money. And so I went on to CEX and they had one in like Manchester or something like that but you can just buy it online and they'll send it to your house and how much was it? 20 quid holy shit which was the cheapest by far the cheapest on eBay was £47 so I was quite chuffed with that that's ridiculous do you think? aye for a fucking was it a PS3? Xbox 360, but yes. Holy shit. I already have it on PS3. You've got it up the stairs. Oh, for God's sake. That version's not trophy enabled. Oh, fuck, right. Move on. But this is good. This is good. But this is good achievements. I couldn't really understand why you wanted it so badly in the first place. But it's been... Has it been upraised as well? I think it has. Like, I was playing it when Andy came in and it does look... I mean, it doesn't look like today's graphics but it looks quite crisp doesn't it yeah, it, does. it does I mean compared to some of the footballers in eFootball he does look like 50 Cent well that is the bare minimum you would expect from 50 Cent blood in the sand yeah <laughs> yeah so I've just played through the first level so far it's I don't know they used to be they seem to be able to churn out these kind of games back then like when they had these like double A games they could churn them out like at a rate of knots and so it's just a standard third person shooter. It's generic as fuck. Oh aye. With fifty cent music playing in the background. And it's all about him trying to get his money. <laughs> and so when you start the game, you can you can choose your sidekick. Mm-hmm. And so obviously fifty cent is backed up by G Unit. Right. So Is that not about twelve folk though? No, no, you're thinking of D12, uh, yeah. which was Eminem's Eminem. outfit. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, G-Unit is, there's only three other guys apart from 50 Cent. There's Tony Yale, Lloyd Banks, and Young Buck. Okay. So I chose Lloyd Banks because I've actually seen Lloyd Banks once. I don't know if I've ever told you about the concert I went to. Went to a concert, I saw like Lloyd. I don't know why he was doing his own concert because he was is known for just pretty much being in G Unit. But he was at the Battlelands. Right. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll go along and see that. And it was good. Like I quite like his music, like the whole thing, pretty good. I'm sure he had quite somebody quite good on support as well. But it was such a weird concert, right? So about halfway through it, it's not like people were throwing st- stuff like at him because he was bad or anything like that but you know how folk just especially like I've, I've been to many a rap concert and folk just get carried away and start chucking stuff and being Shooting rowdy up in there. being right being rowdy and so there was stuff getting not flung onto the stage but it wasn't like they were trying to hurt him or anything like that mm-hmm. but at one point he was just like ah, right i'm telling you now one more thing comes on the stage and i'm fucking gone mm-hmm. And so another thing landed in the stage and he walked off. What a fucking prima donna. Right? I mean, don't, it was glass bottles. Like, <laughs> it was fair enough. But not. I was watching, right? I was sober and I was watching. Nothing hit him, right? Mm-hmm. But then, so he came back out and he was like, right, fuck it. It's a small minority of yous. Everyone came here for a show. I'm going to give yous a fucking show. So then he continues on with the rapping and about 15 minutes later I always remember this right he was wearing just like a white tank top and all of a sudden 
blood started to seep through in his chest, like just down to the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. And after about 10 minutes, there was like a pretty sizable like stain of blood but it had, it had slowly started to seep through from obviously his stomach and I was like what the fuck has happened over there like I was like has the guy been stabbed or shot like in the last couple of weeks and like the wounds opened up or something mm-hmm. but it was like I wasn't a small amount of blood either it was so strange. It was a good concert, but it was fucking weird, man. Well, is, is, I'm sorry, is that... I is, don't know how... Are you just leaving us hanging there not knowing the I'm end not, of this story? What? What's I supposed to do? Go backstage and ask him what happened? Well, I had to climax, though. <laughs> I, I've never known what happened. I thought like, you would maybe learn through an article or something. Nah, there was, I, I, looked, I looked it up. There was this, never this anything about happened, it. And... <gasps> Honestly, I looked it up. There was never anything about it. I've never been able to find out what happened. Well, thanks for letting us know about it. I know. Now it'll bother you as well as it's always bothered me. Well, this is a worldwide podcast, so mm. maybe somebody. There's possibly someone was... listening to this that was at that concert. I d- very much doubt it, Craig. I think. I mean, your music taste. It was. I don't, a, it was like a, any, I don't think anybody was at that concert. <laughs> it was a busy concert. Also, this will only take a second, but. The first time Snoop Dogg played over in Scotland, right? He was playing at what was the one that was like the small venue, just the over O2 over Academy. the over the river. The O2 Academy. Was it something before it was the O2? Carling. The Carling. Carling. I think it was the Carling. Right. Um, so I think it was. I'm sure it was there. And so Snoop Dogg, it was his first concert in the UK in like fucking fifteen years because he hadn't been allowed in for. I don't know, drug offences, or I think he had a gun in a fucking right, airport right. or something. Yeah. But because it was such a big deal, MTV were there. Okay. And whoever the presenter was at the time, she was honestly tiny. Like, I'm talking, she must have been about four foot six, right? right. And they had her interviewing people on the way in. Mm-hmm. Like, just being like, oh, for like, you know, back then they would do like uh, MTV yeah. shows, like, oh, are you Top excited heads. for it? Are you excited for this or whatever? They had her standing on, like, you know, the milk crates that you used to get? Uh. They had her standing on a milk crate <laughs> to interview people. So they just, it was like all this big MTV production, and then it was this blue milk crate <laughs> just sitting on the side, and oh she God. would get up and stand on it, and then she'd interview one or two people, and then she'd have to come down because her feet were hurting, and then she'd go back up because it was the only way she could interview folk. So funny. Jesus but anyway, 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, generic third person shooter, great music, good time. Okay. <laughs> And the other retro game that I've been playing, it's not actually a retro game, it's come out recently, but it's retro-inspired. It's called Retro Highway. We got it through the other day. It's from Gearbox. Gear? No. Yeah, Gearbox. And it's similar sort of vein to Slipstream, except you're on a bike, and it's very much like the old-school arcade games where you used to like put in like a pound and you had to avoid the traffic for as long as you possibly could before crashing. A like, motorbike? Mm-hmm. See, when you first said that in my head, I was thinking like a push bike. No. And I thought that was weird. No, it's not a. A motorbike makes more sense. It's not Paperboy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. It looks like a attainable platinum as well. Yeah, I tried to play Tetris, but then I think it was the 99 thing. Aye, Tetris 99, the Battle Royale Tetris. Yeah, but I had to download it and then I gave up. 
So then I actually play it. Holy fuck. <laughs> when that's what fucking puts you off, you have to download it. That is pretty much what you have to do with games. Mm-hmm. You'd love the Stadia. Mm-hmm. Google Stadia for you. <laughs> you can report back on Tetris to us next week then. Okay, I will. Okay, let's move on to this week's news. News, news. I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news. With your digging team. I was believing. First up, there is more PS Plus news as Sony continues to drip feed extra details on its upcoming service. The target release dates in various regions are as follows. So Asia markets, excluding Japan, have a target of May 23rd this year. Japan is targeting June 1st, America's June 13th and Europe, last but not least, June 22nd. In other news, four Siphon filter games have been rated for release. The games in question are 1, 2, Dark Mirror and Logan's Shadow. Scraping some info from Twitter, it also appears that Sony may finally be starting to take backwards backwards compatibility seriously after a freshly hired engineer at PlayStation has revealed the existence of a game preservation division within the company. Finally, there was even more news with leaks appearing online confirming that Sony has communicated to developers that if their game is going to cost over $34 at launch, they will be required to provide a game trial of at least two hours for PS Plus Premium members. This doesn't have to be available at launch, but it must be within three months of the release date. Leak also states that these trials only need to be available for 12 months. You'd be fucking raging. Mm-hmm. I, I don't fucking get this. Like, it's, that seems like a long fucking trial. Like, a long fucking trial. Surely half an hour would be fine. Two hours, at least. For some games, like, I don't know, they, they can be priced over that, but the longevity of the game is shorter so it doesn't make there, there will be some mm. games where it's like that's like half the game there'll be loads of games but the that's price at least is, half the game where the price is probably justified though if it's higher than that I think it's utterly bizarre yeah half an hour would be fine two hours man that's ridiculous I mean don't get me wrong it's very pro-consumer but if I was a developer right now I'd be like what, what the fuck are you doing mm. Like, I think about that Road 96. Now, granted, I don't know what price it is. It's maybe less than $34. But, I mean, two hours would be half that game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just... I, I find it bizarre. Like, I put a uh, shout-out on Twitter mm-hmm. asking people what they thought of that, and we got a few responses in with Albert, who said... I think game trials are a good idea. The amount of games I've bought over the years that ended up shite that could have that it could have been that I could have noticed if there was a trial is mad. Ryan, Xbox Ryan, says if it was if this was Xbox, they'd be getting absolutely ruined for it. Very interesting how opinion changes when it's Sony. James says, I don't know, I'm just raging about Milky Way Crispy Rolls being cancelled, which we can all agree with. <laughs> fight the good fight, James. Uh, and David said, my thoughts are I'd buy 90% less games after trying them first. 
That's very true as well, yeah. There's loads of people that would be like, well, two hours is plenty. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And like you say, it's pro-consumer and it you know, will perhaps stop you buying something that you might not, I don't know... Like, uh-huh. but surely that's going to damage sales badly think. for people. Sure, from a developer point of view, yeah, it's, it's questionable. And then you've got the whole, like... The Siphon Filter game is getting rated. Like, that's cool. Now we know Siphon Filter is probably going to be part of the backwards compatibility, but would it not have been cooler if Sony had just... had Like, if Sony had told us that, like, could Sony not have had, like, a wee event where they're like, here's some of the backwards compatibility games? Mm-hmm. But instead, instead, they told us about PS Plus through a fucking blog post, told us the utter bare minimum and now we're finding out about the games that are going to be in the service because they're getting rated in Korea. You know what I mean? Like It's just so anticlimactic. And why is Europe last? We're always fucking last. <laughs> it's the same like when the PlayStation 5 came out, came out in America the week before and stuff like that. We always get fucking shat on. Um, and also, I, I saw just before we started recording, this, this is similar to Game Pass, but Sony has also confirmed with this tier where you there's going to be like 400 games that there will be new games added every month and okay. some games will leave as well so pretty much like xbox mm-hmm. game pass but yeah i think this is going to be a story that's probably going to keep evolving each week they'll be drip feeding information but i don't know i don't think this is the right way to announce this stuff i think they should have like that should have been if they had had like a mini state of play or something like that and they were like siphon filter games are going to be on this service like mm. folk would have been fucking punching the air going yes this is great but instead some wee guy on fucking reddit has been scouring the korean game rating board and has found that it's coming <laughs> you're like oh great that's a wet farty a fucking announcement okay moving on then PAX East was last week and Gearbox dropped a rather sizable bit of news. The much-loved Tales from the Borderlands game, an episodic Telltale game, will be getting another entry in 2022. No other details were shared, so it's unknown if this will be episodic or even indeed a sequel to the original story. However, it's good to know that it is coming. Pretty cool. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one. The first one was great, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think we'd see more of this. Obviously, Telltale aren't really a thing anymore. So uh, it's kind of Skydance, I think it is, that do it now. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was obviously it was well received. So Gearbox have obviously went, fuck it, we'll do another one. Yeah. So be cool. There's no other details. Like, I don't know if it's still going to be episodic or if it'll just be one big release or whatever. But I imagine it will. They'll just follow the same pattern, I think. Probably, aye. But the, the, the Borderlands game was something like known for their humour, so mm-hmm. aye, it's definitely one that I'll check out. As I mentioned at the start, 343 has released its Halo Infinite update for the month of April and the game's roadmap for the remainder of 2022. While some items and dates are certain, others are marked on this roadmap as either targets or goals. Late August is currently listed for the long-awaited co-op campaign. This is like online, really, isn't it? Ah, it's, it's just so that you can aspect. just so that you can play the campaign with someone, like. But yeah, like I didn't realize, but I mean, apparently the co-op campaign is like a massive, massive deal. But you wonder how big a deal it's going to be adding it what fucking nine months after mm. the game's out. Like yeah. you need this shit there at launch. Yeah. 
yeah, the drop off after launch is normally quite significant. So yeah, you're right. But I mean, maybe it'll pull people back in. Well, it's on Game Pass, so there's not like that barrier. Do you know what I mean? Like if it had been not on Game Pass, then people would have probably bought it at launch, and by now they'd have traded it in because mm. they're like, oh, "Fuck, I'm done." Strong uh, gaming base for Halo. Though, uh, I was a very passionate gaming base. Yeah, that play that game. So I think there's probably still a lot of people that do play the online aspect. Yeah, that's all. That's all they play. And because they, like I say, obviously they'll, they'll all have Game Pass, so they will have access to mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, I don't know. I just when I, that, del- I deleted it just to make space for other yeah. stuff. Yeah, but I probably will like go back to it because mm-hmm. I never finished the campaign, and it is a good game. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just the uh, other stuff came out that I wanted to play. That's the thing, like it it came out, it got really good reviews, it seemed like right brilliant, the year's delay was worth it. But then the drop off, like where they're just they wanted it to be a live service game, but it hasn't really had any updates, and you're mm. like, right, you needed to be ready for this. Like it's it seemed as if they almost still weren't really quite ready, but it got to the point where oh we fucking needed something here. But we'll nah, see how it didn't wait any longer. Aye. Okay, next we have Sony Pictures just closed out a MetaQuest live stream with the reveal of Ghostbusters VR developed by Fract creator Endreams. The game, which was introduced by Facebook cyborg Mark Zuckerberg himself, was revealed in a cinematic trailer, so it's likely still somewhat in early development, but will feature an, quote, an extensive engrossing campaign. You'll be able to play either solo or with up to three friends in co-op. Quote, start your Ghostbusters HQ in a new city, San Francisco, and solve a deep mystery across a new chapter in the Ghostbusters universe. Track, blast, and trap ghosts in gripping encounters by wielding iconic equipment. I'd like to see more of this. Could be quite cool. Yeah. Ghostbusters, like, I feel like that would be cool in VR, do you know what I mean? Well, Just like, you feel cool like fr- you're a ghost. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a cool franchise yeah. to yeah. make into a game. Sounds good, aye. And End Dreams, like, that game Frack that they brought out was fucking excellent. A mm. really, really good PSVR game. I've been hoping it would come to, uh, I refuse to call it MetaQuest, the Oculus Quest, So, because like, it would just be easier to play. But they're, like, they're a prolific VR developer, mm. so I've got no doubt it'll be good. Mm. But yeah, it seems like a really cool idea. I feel like it's the kind of thing that you're going to need, like, a gun attachment, though. It would make it better. Yeah. Yeah. If you could get some sort of holder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you would do that with the the Quest controllers. Because, like, with the PlayStation, when they brought out that game... I can't remember the name of it now. Far... Farpoint. They brought out, like, a gun. And you slotted the move controller into the gun. And then you could, so you had an actual gun yeah. attachment, but that would be more difficult to do with the move control, the quest controllers, because it's got those sort of like handle bits around it. And then the new PSVR controllers are the same, mm-hmm. but there's probably a way. When there's a will, there's a way. And there's money to be made, I'm sure. Uh, when, <laughs> when, they, when they can sell a 200, a 200 pound peripheral that's got a fucking proton pack in the back of it for absolutely no reason they'll be doing it 
Okay, so variable refresh rate, VRR for short, has been a much-wanted feature for many PlayStation 5 users since the console's launch. The good news is that it's finally happening. Sony has announced that VRR support will arrive via PS5 update this week. A handful of games will be updated specifically to take advantage of this feature, including Insomniac Games titles, and you'll be able to toggle an option to apply it in, quote, unsupported games too. Do explain what this means, Craig, because I don't understand. Exactly. What is this? So, it means very little to me because I checked our TV does not support VRR. Oh. But it's basically like, see, like it's an Elden Ring. So, it was supposed to run at 60 frames a second, but mm-hmm. because it's a From Software game, they never do. And so, it would have quite constant like dips Drops. in frame rate. Right. And so, VRR like smooth, automatically smooths them over. And sort of pushes it so that you don't notice. It either pushes the frame rate up so that it's not noticeable at all, or it yeah. does something to mask it. Right. Um, it's more technical than than I know about, but it's it's meant to be really good. TV's got to support it. Your as TV well. has to support it. Yeah. I think I Xbox has had it either since launch or for a while, and it's been like requested constantly for PlayStation. Right. But um, aye, it seems like it will be pretty good, but. I think your TV has to support it. Like some people's TV does it automatically. Uh, in fact, actually, some people's TV does it automatically. So perhaps if the console does it, then maybe it would push through the TV anyway. Then I'm not. I'm not sure. Heads up, you're wrong. I haven't had one of them in a while. <laughs> yep, and just a few other bits and pieces of news to unpack as well. Well, I've just said unpack, not realising that unpack's the next word that I'm (laughs) going to be saying. Unpacking is coming to PS4 and PS5 soon after the respective trophy lists were spotted on PSN profiles. House of the Dead remake launches on PlayStation April 28th and is aiming to add move support for post-release. Lego Star Wars, the Skywars... Skywalker Saga has broken all previous Lego game records by selling 3.2 million copies in the first two weeks. Well done. Ubisoft announces multiplayer game Project Q, which has, as it turns out, is not a Battle Royale game and contains no NFTs. 3.2 million? That's a hell of a fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it's a hell of a... They do really well, those Lego games. They do. I've seen, like, non-gaming influencers, like, putting out content about the the game. So I think they have probably gone for quite a wide marketing campaign, targeting, you know, the family audience, the Sky... Star Wars audience. Yeah, I mean um, the Star Wars audience is huge. Yeah, so you're gonna, ah, uh, you're gonna get a lot of people, and it's on everything. Feel as if they don't, if they don't buy it, they're missing it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like they're missing it. I've got to have that bit of memorabilia. I've got to have that bit of Star Wars uh, product. Yeah. You know? And if they don't have it, it's like I'm incomplete. Incomplete <laughs> <laughs> is a best thing. <laughs> Yeah, it is good as well. Like that's the thing. The Lego games yeah, are always good. are always fun. So, yeah, I uh, know it's and it's it's the best. I, from what I've played, I think it's probably the best Lego game yet. Like it's the most diverse. It's got the most. It's not the same thing again and again. Like they've mixed up the formula. There's so many different types of gameplay stuff you yeah. can do with Star Wars, and they've probably incorporated quite a lot of different bits yeah. into it. No, they've, they've done well. The one after, the thing that stuck out to me in this, House of the Dead 
is aiming to add move support. I could totally understand if this was as part of like it getting VR support, but they're just adding so that you can use the PlayStation Move controllers as a light gun. That must be the first game to get PlayStation Move support in 10 year. Easily. Easily 10 year. I mean, nobody used them for a very long time until VR came back out. Yeah. And that it just seems so bizarre, mm-hmm. and plus you can't. I don't even think. I don't even think they work with the PlayStation Five camera, so you would have to get a PlayStation. If you're doing it on a PlayStation Five, you'd have to get the PlayStation Four camera and the adapter because the PlayStation Four camera doesn't plug into the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. It does not seem worth it. No, not at for all. That game. No, like I say, if you were adding VR support, then fair enough. But that's so bizarre. And yeah, that unpacking game's cool. It's on Xbox. I think it might even be on Xbox Game Pass. But it's just, it's like a really relaxing game where you go into different rooms and there's boxes, and you op- you click to open the box and you take stuff out of the box, and then you have to like decorate the room with your stuff as it tells you a story about your childhood. <laughs> And it's it won awards and stuff like that. It's I don't know. It's just it's strangely therapeutic. Aye, yeah, it really is. It's weird. It's good though. So yeah, that's coming to PlayStation soon. Okay, thank you. That's all for this week's news. Next up, we have Get in the Bin. So we'll take a look at the lengthy list of nominations for this week's Get in the Bin. But for those of you who don't know, Get in the Bin is an imaginary bin where we dispose of a thing, a person, an object, whatever it may be that has been nominated. We'll we'll talk through the nominations that we have and then we'll pick something to go in the bin. Okay. That. Okay, so here we go. So congestion can get in the bin because there's never a cause and it always ends up being daft bleeps. Driving slowly for no reason. The bleep was cunts, daft cunts. <laughs> um, on the topic of bad driving, we also have motorway middle lane hoggers. Mm-hmm. They've also been nominated. And also arseholes who don't use their indicators and you're supposed to guess which way they're going. So a lot of driving issues this week. It was somebody's, somebody's been doing a lot of driving and isn't happy about it. Well, these are various people mm-hmm. that have nominated but I think what happens is one person mentions one thing and then that sets everybody else off because, like I was saying, like driving around about our area these days is a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Trying to get from A to B, it doesn't matter. Like it's a Wednesday afternoon and you're fucking queued for 10 minutes at a traffic light and you're like, do none of you fuckers have jobs? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So I completely agree with any driving-related stuff. It's getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of food ones. So Donnie's been nominated once again for his Greg's slander. What was he saying bad about Greg's? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> fucking not happy about this. Uh, people who bite into the full Kit Kat bar. So is that like oh, a four, that's weird. like a four mm. finger Kit Kat bar, and you're just munching into the whole thing rather than taking it? Like line by line. No, I think it's just like taking a bite, as in like a. 
Rather than I think what people like to nibble on the sides. No, no, I think they are because there was like there was a there was a video for this. It was it was like somebody had like a four finger Kit Kat bar and they just started eating it like it was a yeah. normal bar of chocolate. That's fucking serial killer yeah, behaviour. Yeah, you break them up, you do one at a time. Ah, you take them off and you have one, mm-hmm. and then I mean, aye, no, if I, I saw someone that. doing that, I'd slap it out of the hand. Yeah. Uh, Mondays, just in general, also just got nominated. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Solid. Yep. And management. Um, somebody was says management can get in the bin making us sit outside on a Friday. I'm not really sure what happened at your work but that day, but doesn't sound good. I love the idea somebody just see you. You know what you've fucking done outside. And he's just sitting outside in the grass and everybody's looking outside going, I don't know why I end up with him sitting outside in the grass. That's fucking terrible. Look at him. Um Billionaires got nominated. I mean, kind of hard to put them in the bin because they'd probably just pay their way out or something. It's one of those... Or you'd open the bin that'd be shit hot inside and you'd want in no. Yeah. Yeah, they'd make it a luxurious bin mm-hmm. as well. But a bin that everybody would want. <laughs> uh, FIFA got nominated. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not involved with that. And the biggest sort of topic of conversation on the Discord this week in the get get in the bin section was cats. I am not having that. There's right, no way. So no way. The nominations that off the back of this, so cat people who set up social media accounts for their cat. And then off the back of that, people who don't don't like cats were nominated then in the bin. Aye, that was maybe me. Yeah. Yeah, so people that set up social media accounts for their animals, I think, aye, they can fuck off. But... How... Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement to an extent, right? But see when you're on social media and, like, cute videos of animals appear, like, they're good to watch. Yeah, but if I like if I wanted to picture, post a picture of my cute animal, I would do it under my account and be like, yeah. look at my cute animal. Yeah. I wouldn't set up a separate account and try and pretend that it's a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> pretend that it moonlights as a human with a fucking Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, people do do that and it's a bit weird, yeah. And they talk as if it's the cat talking or mm. the fucking dog talking. Yeah. Just having my dinner, Serial killers, man. <laughs> Absolute serial killers. But yeah, that I saw that that cats get nominated for the bin. They'll, they'll be up. That'll never get through because Andy's a cat lover. I'm a cat lover. You're a cat lover. Mm-hmm. Like we, I don't dislike dogs. I said this in the Discord, but no, cats are better. Dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs, but cats are better. So you'll never. You can fucking go at that all day, but you'll never push through cats in the bin <laughs> ever. I think the cat cats going. Yeah, I think that's the weirdest one that I feel. It's pro. I, honestly, I would genuinely slap a Kit Kat out of somebody's hand if I saw them try to munch a four finger Kit Kat without breaking it off. The mm. whole reason it's like that is so no, that you fucking break do, it. I would do it's a double take. Almost pre broke. Mm. Uh, I'd be like, what are they doing? And think of them less as a person. Also, on the subject of these of Kit Kats, probably as well, they're the kind of item that tells you the calories. Like in the corner, but then in smallest writing, it's like pear slice or mm, whatever. Hate that. It's really because you think, oh, that's not bad. Like under a hundred calories, and then you go, ah, but that's only for one of the four bits in your chocolate yeah, bar. Yeah. And you're like bastard. Because <laughs> calories are now calories are now like on put, being put on menus and stuff. I don't know if it's like a new requirement that they have to be put on. Oh. Um, so you know that's frightening now when you go places and realise how much you're consuming. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any nominations this week. I feel like Amber Heard is going to end up in the bin, mm. but yeah. I feel like not yet. also we should wait <laughs> to the end of the trial. It's a bit presumptuous. She's not been on the stand yet. Yeah, It'll be funny when she's on the stand. Yeah, she's going to get ripped apart. Aye, I feel like her time's going to come. I just feel like we know she's going in, but it's a bit premature to actually put her in yet. Mm-hmm. She's teetering. Aye, mm-hmm. aye, oh, aye. She's she's circling the wagon. Mm-hmm. So instead, we'll pick people who eat Kit Kats. Yeah, not Kit-Kats. normally. Mm-hmm. People who abuse Kit Kats. <laughs> Kit Kat abusers. Kit Kat abusers. Kit Kat abusers. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to uh, visualise this on my little animation of the bin. I'm almost certain on the Discord there was a video and it had someone. Biting into like right, three, so three fucking fingers of a Kit Kat. There was something like that. Okay. Because it was upset. I caught it caught my eye and upset me. I didn't even realise what it was about. Okay, there you have it. That's this week's Get in the Bin. Fabulous. Okay, now I don't want people to get too excited here when I tell you this, but Craig this week has not one, not two, but some. Pure dead platinums for us. I do, but I won't. I won't keep you here for long. Okay. Okay. It's just what's happened is these days there's just so many every week that rather some weeks rather than just naming one, I'll just go through one or two that I've played over the last week. Okay. So first up, there's the pigeon pee, which really upset me. Hold on the bus, please. Um. Some people might not know what a Pure Dead Platinum is. Do you want to explain what that is? A Pure Dead Platinum is a Platinum or 1000G where you can get it easily and or fast. And the Pigeon P is both of those. This is what, the third or fourth? There was the Pig D. There was the Sheep P. You're looking at Jess as if she knows. Jess knows. I was... Upset that they didn't take my recommendation, whatever that was. Yeah, they'll get there. They'll, they'll the get cow. there. I wanted the, there to be a cow, did I not? The cow see or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's called the Pigeon P, and it's another one of these games where you just hold R1 to platinum. <laughs> but <laughs> what caught my eye with this one, right? So it's £1.19, no cross-buy, but there is four platinums available. One on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 but then you can get them in North America and EU, so that adds up to four. It's not on Xbox. Xbox are having none of this fucking Webnetics crew so far. But what really got me was, so when you start up the game... Is that not cheating, in a way? Aye. Because when people go into your... Let's see what he's played for his gamer scores, mm. and then they see that you've got four fucking things for the one game. Aye, they think... Are they like, not going to go, this guy's just manipulate the score yeah they think less of me for it right okay as long as you know that so uh, when you start up the game it comes up saying hi have you ever wondered what it is like to be a pigeon and drop the presents on the cars (laughs) oh dear then it says this is the right time to try it out then it cuts to a fucking JPEG of a pigeon. You hold R1, 
when you hold R1, every 10 seconds, a small white substance falls out its arse. But it's so zoomed in, you don't even see it hit the cars. So the whole setup to the game was that you're getting to shit on cars. But you don't see it's shit on cars. I'm not saying that would have made it better. But it wouldn't have made it worse. No. I mean, we have renamed this section, but that definitely sounds like the epitome of a shitty platinum. That is a shitty platinum, yeah. I mean, you're literally, <laughs> literally a bug shit. shitting on cars. <laughs> uh, it takes two or three minutes to platinum. It's fucking awful. But if you want some platinums, grab your platinums. Uh, Webnetics weren't finished, though. No. No, they no. have uh, another four platinums this week as well on a game called Rainbow. Okay. Which is also... Bit more It's also £1.19. And so what they do is they've got like two or three ideas, this crew, and they just manipulate it into different things. So like the Pigeon P is the exact same game as the Pig D mm -hmm. and the other ones. It's just they've changed the name and changed the fucking JPEG image. This is almost the same mm -hmm. thing. So there's a game we covered before that was called Quick Maths where you had to like do maths equations, but you could also just keep tapping i think it was r1 and it would take you to the next one and you'd get a platinum in a minute and a half well with this one when it comes up there's it shows your color and then down the bottom it's got two options and you have to choose what the color is and all you have to do is get that right 75 times mm -hmm. to get the platinum but i was looking at a trophy guide and what it said was the best thing to do so for whatever's on the left you press L1, whatever's on the right, you press R1 for your answers. And so what it said was, just keep pressing L1 and R1 for about a minute and a half, and within that time, you'll get 75 right, and you don't even have to think about it. I would just like to let the listeners know that you were, as you were explaining that... Oh, I was doing it. I was doing, doing the, the, I was doing the motion. <laughs> but it's a good cheat for if you're colourblind. Right, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thinking so you can, of the... Hi. So you can still get your platinums if you're colourblind. Accessibility options right there. Yep. So that's the two Webnetics one. The third one is a, Rit a Ritalica game. A Ritalica game games. Mm -hmm. And this one's actually good. Okay. I enjoyed this one. Okay. There's a video, a trophy walkthrough on our YouTube channel. It's called Castle Formers. It's three ninety nine, cross by PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. But you can also get four platinums if you pick up the American version as well. This one even made it onto Xbox. Wow. But you can only get one 1000G. It's actually really fun. So the game starts off, it's SNES style, 16-bit graphics. You it's 2D, you're going left to right, you're attacking different stuff, opening chests, gathering money, and then on the far left hand side you've got a castle. And so you're trying to protect this castle for seven days. You use the money that you collect outside to go back into your castle, upgrade your defences, train soldiers, and then you've also got a sword, a bone arrow, and bombs that you can throw to ward off the different weird creatures that come and try and break down your defences. takes about 40 minutes, but it's actually quite fun. I was, I was impressed by it. Like, it's one of the ones, we get sent a code through for it, so you get sent the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5 version, and when I finished the first one, I was happy to do the second one, even though it did take 40 minutes. Like, I, I genuinely had fun with it, and I would I would recommend that one. So there you go. Three different games, 12 different Platinums, 
and a 1000G. Wow. Spoiled you this week. Fucking value. Value. Okay, thank you. Taking one for the team as always on that section. Um, Movies. So we did not have a particular movie this week to review, but we we have watched some stuff. Shall we share? We definitely have. I... Hi. 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 Fucking yeah. I've watched a few different things. I rewatched Uncharted, which yes, every time he does it, we should just repeat yeah, it. yeah. See how annoyed you get because you will get annoyed <laughs> about what about you saying that because you say it quite a lot. Aye. You'll, re- you'll realise how much you say it when we both go aye right after you do it. That's fine. So that's a new thing. Okay. There you go. I have watched Uncharted again, which was... I enjoyed it more the second time. I was going to say, yeah, I watched it too, but I didn't. I fell asleep, didn't I? Uh, you were knackered. You, you fell asleep about 10 minutes in. Is that the night I had a store head? Yeah, yeah. We did a barbecue earlier in the day. That barbecue? Well, tried to have a barbecue, ended up having to cook it inside. But... <laughs> oh, that bad. We just we weren't prepared. We thought, no, let's thought have a barbecue. We had, I thought we had a full bag of, like, the cool things, but we did not have a full bag. No, we so did not. Not enough to cook anything on. Yeah, but the whole point was just to sit outside with family in the nice weather, which we managed to do. So yep. it was not a, it was not for a waste. But uh, Uncharted, I, I honestly enjoyed it more the second time. Like I really liked it at the cinema. I thought it was really good, but I don't know. It just it was really good. I really really enjoyed it. It absolutely flew through the second time as well. I couldn't believe at one point I was just I like I looked over and it was like I was like holy shit it's only got like twenty five minutes to go like What's it felt the, like it just started. It's about an hour and forty five minutes or so, so it's a reasonably short film I suppose, but not really 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 good. Just would recommend. There's been a lot of people checking it out because it's coming to streaming now, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely really really enjoyed it. Would recommend it highly. I've got it sitting. I've not watched it again since the cinema. Hmm. It's one of those ones I think you can shove on from time to time. Like a, just a good popcorn movie, like you yeah. can have on in the background where you're doing other good things or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Uh, I watched Ambulance. You watched that as well, Andy? Yeah. What did you think of that? I thought it was alright. It was good. That, was it an action film? Nah, it's an action film. Yeah. That was fine. It was serviceable. Yeah, I, I I would say the same. It wasn't brilliant by any means. I didn't think, but it was good. We've 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 watched quite a bit with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal recently because the week before we'd watched The Guilty. Have you seen that? The Guilty is that the one where he's a police officer? Yeah, he's in the nine one one operator. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen that, actually. It's quite good. That was good. I I didn't think that it was probably better than Ambulance to be fair. But well, I, I thought acting's better than that because mm. more mm. substantial story to it. Yeah. Whereas this is popcorn film yeah I did think it was weird so spoiler warning for ambulance for the next two minutes but I don't like this trend in films where at the end they just leave it up to you to be like you decide what happened Hmm. that fucking annoys me like well no he the so uh, Jake Gyllenhaal dies but um, yeah, but the cop says that it was Jake Gyllenhaal that shot him. Hmm. 
and so the inference is that the black guy is almost like not the hero but he's almost like an unwilling participant or whatever but you're like right but i want to know what happens to him like does he not get the jail somehow like surely he's still getting the jail they were fucking shooting at cops out of windows out the car windows and all sorts but like so they just sort of left it up to you he's in the hospital that cop said no no it wasn't him because they want like they realized that he was doing it for his family and stuff like that but like i would just like a little something where they were like this is what happened to him after but it's just mm. or oh, make up your mind what happened and just there's so many films like that these days where it's just i it's almost like they go you decide how it turned out like inception hmm but bit like your story of Lloyd Banks, we'll just have to <laughs> just have to make up then. Don't know, don't know what that was. Right, I'm gonna find out if that fucking idiot's on Twitter. Dear Mister Banks, in twenty, not even twenty. No, it was in two thousand and six or Holy seven. Shit. Really, that long ago? Uh, probably about two thousand seven. Fuck. He probably doesn't remember it. Although if he'd been shot, he should have. <laughs> You think, ah, if he's been shot, I mean, in Scotland, that's going to be a fucking doubt. More a stabbing. Probably. Um, Scots like to get up close and personal with you. That's true. Uh, this ambulance was, was fairly decent. Uh, I also, have you seen a show called Barry? No, but I've got it in my list for things to watch. I had never heard of this show, ever. Yeah. Apparently, and Lisa said that we watched it, and I, I was adamant all the time that I was like, we have not watched it. And she was like, we have watched it. And I'm like, we've not fucking seen it. And I've not seen it at all. I've not like watched one episode of it. He's like a hitman or something. Yeah. yeah. I've 100% not seen it. Really want to watch it, though. Aye, so I'd never heard of it, but I was I saw it advertised or something. So on the Discord, I was like, "Have ever seen Barry?" Like, because it's just such a <laughs> weird name for a show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean Barry? And uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant show! You need to watch it." So I watched the first episode the other night, and I was like, "Yeah, it was decent. That was pretty good." And then last night, I just I was doing a podcast note, so I just rammed it on, and I watched another five episodes so it's good i wouldn't say it's must watch tv like Mm. the imdb review like rating is really really high uh and it maybe gets better like the second season like it's not bad it's worth a watch i'm Mm. I'm really enjoying it but i wouldn't say it's i don't know i wouldn't say it's top tier tv so far but i'm really enjoying it and it's it's like it's not laugh out loud funny or anything like that, but it's like witty and there's like just funny stuff that happens in a semi-serious way, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so I would definitely check it out. I would I'd recommend it. Plus the Fonz is in it. The Fonz is in it, aye. Oh, Henry Winkler. Yeah. He's, he's really good in it, actually. He plays a drama teacher. Right. Uh, so I would recommend that. And we started season two of Killing Eve, but yeah. we've only watched one episode. Yeah, interesting what you were saying about like IMDb ratings, though, because Killing Eve seems to absolutely fall off a cliff in this in the latest season, doesn't it? Yeah. So. How many seasons in is it now? Four. So I th- I believe it's finished now. Have you ever seen Killing Eve? No. No. So the first season's excellent, really, really good, and 
I think it was Donny I was talking to, and he said, oh, I loved the first season, but I couldn't even finish the second season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. Now, not that IMDb ratings are always the, the be-all and end-all, yeah. but I just went on just to get a kind of idea, and it seems like he might be in the minority, because season two seems to be roughly the same as season one, sitting about like 8.2, 8.3, like for most of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Season three is similar seems to be really good but then season four which i think is the last ever season you're talking like 6.6 oh, 6.2 6.2 something like that but then the last episode is like a 2.9 and i was like oh <laughs> and like i want to keep going with it and i'm really enjoying it so far but it's like you look at that and you think it must have like a real real unsatisfying ending to yeah. it because you've got to kind of if you've invested that amount of time I know you've kind of got to see it through all of that yeah I mean we're only don't like don't we know we're one episode into season two but I'm enjoying it enough that I, I, I want to keep going like I really like it she's brilliant her can't jo- remember her Jody name Jodie Cromer Jodie Cromer yeah, she's really really good so I've been watching that as well Um don't think there's been much else you've seen anything else over the last week I've downloaded quite a few different programmes but I've not started watching any of them yet because yeah. I'm actually hooked on uh, I love watching Anthony Bourdain don't know if you know who Anthony Bourdain is I probably know him to see but I don't know the name he was a cook but he wrote, he wrote a, well you remember that programme I think you've seen it the one with Bradley Cooper Kitchen Confidential sh- Kitchen Confidential and then he made that film Bump as well which was kind of the same thing oh I've not seen the film there's a film called Bunt and it's kind of the same kind of idea as that series. See, before you go on, if anyone listening to this has not seen Kitchen Confidential, oh, watch that is a must watch. One, one season, but it was yeah. amazing. So, Outstanding. So but that, that is based on a book by Anthony Bourdain. Right, so he wrote right. a book. That's, that I, I think that's it. where I know the name from. It comes yeah. up It comes up when the when you're watching Kitchen Confidential, it comes up in the credits at the beginning, I doesn't it? I would his book. This, yeah. This, this is based on his book. Right, aye, that's where I know um, it from. So his show, like his shows have been basically, like he'll go to different countries and interact with folk and basically like, it's all about the food and the culture and stuff like that. It's just right. really, really good. Um. Like I've watched them over and over again. I've watched them countless kind of times. You know mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really like putting them on at night and kind of falling asleep to them. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch a few and then I'll drift away to sleep. Yeah. Cause I just like listening to them talking. Cool. Uh, but he committed suicide a couple of years ago. Oh and, really? Yeah. Uh, um, but his shows, his shows are really good. So I just keep on watching them and cool. st- stop watching. It stops me watching new stuff. Right. But sometimes it's good to just watch. Stuff you know, you know what I mean? oh, I'm the world's worst for that. I'm mean, not yeah. like I'll watch stuff that I've got so many new programs to watch, but I'll watch stuff that I've seen before, yeah. Like, I'll watch the fucking West Wing again, or like nine seasons or whatever it is. You know, I mean, I've done that like four times, <laughs> and it's like, why am I doing this <laughs> this year alone? Since the turn of the year, I've watched every episode of the IT crowd five times right. it's not like I'm sitting staring at the screen I usually do it while I'm working on the website or something like that but yeah, like it's yeah so it's not like I'm put, putting full focus on it but like I, w- I went through a period where I watched every one of them and then I started again and then I started again mm-hmm. like that and I do, I'll do that with Father Ted I do it with Frasier I do it with like yeah. loads of different shows 
rather than watching new stuff sometimes. Sometimes it's just, you get those shows that it's like comfort food. Uh, it's like a nostalgia thing, because you used to watch them when you were younger as well. Yeah, I've got so much good, Frasier especially, I've got yeah, so many good memories of staying at my aunt's house and mm-hmm. watching that on a Friday night before the wrestling came on, before Raw, when it was Raw was on a Friday night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's almost like it just takes you back to that nostalgic time. Yeah, definitely. So what we're we going to watch? We're, we're going to actually uh, watch a film next week to review. A games film again. Yes. Go back to the book we're supposed to be doing. So we're going to watch Dead Rising uh, Watchtower. Dead Rising Watchtower. Uh, the film no one knew existed. It's got Jesse Metcalf in it. Oh, what an actor. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's a looker if you're into that yeah, as well. Yeah, is he? Nah, he's, nah. Nah, that's what he's known for, isn't it? Like mm. being, just being like a face. So we've got a wee bit of eye candy, that's yeah, it. A wee bit, a bit yeah. of eye candy. Is there any girls? Is good looking in it? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Why? <laughs> well, if you've got Jesse Met flaps or whatever he has. There'll all be fucking zombies anyway, it'll no matter. True. True story. Right. So if you can find it, then next week we're watching Dead Rising, the film no one knew existed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, and we always like to leave you with a little little game to play for the next week, our recommendation and pick of the week. 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 Pick of the Yes, so I put this up on Twitter, I like to do that these days, and I'm going to be honest, I made a little bit of a dick of it. Well, when I first looked, I thought, see if he's forgot to put Switch Sports in, I'll be annoyed, but you have included that. Yeah, that would have been prime me to forget the Nintendo game, Yeah. but no, I didn't, but what happened was, so the games I chose were Switch Sports, The Stanley Parable... Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt, and Gas Guzzlers Extreme. Now, all legitimate entries that are coming out this week, but I feel like I should have put Chernobylite in instead of Gas Guzzlers Extreme. Mm. I feel it, and, and I didn't realise that until after. So sorry about that, because just to talk about it, I mean, we, we watched a little bit of gameplay before starting this podcast tonight and Chernobylite looks really fucking cool it came out on last gen consoles I think round about like October or November September October last year and it, to be honest it must have come out to fuck all fanfare because I don't remember it coming out at all but watching the gameplay tonight it looks awesome it looks like a really really cool RPG and it's getting good reviews so I would definitely suggest that people take a look at that. But in terms of what we put in the poll, in reverse order, Gas Guzzlers Extreme got 12%. Switch Sports got 26%. Vampire The Masquerade Blood Hunt got 28%. And the winner was The Stanley Parable. So that is the pick of the week. The Stanley Parable is a game that I think it came out back in around about 2013. 
and it won countless awards. It's meant to be incredible, but it never came to console. So the version that's coming out tomorrow is called like the Ultra Edition or something, and there is some sort of, even if you've played it, there's something new about it because I was talking back and forth with the PR about getting codes and they sent through a PC code by mistake and it said on it that there's an option when you start up the game if you have played this game before and they said, please be honest about this because if you have played it before, we want you to select this certain option. So there must be something there for people even if you have played it before. Mm. Um... And as I said, they said so they sent us a PC code by mistake and then they sent us to a PlayStation code. So we're doing a giveaway for the PC code, but it will actually have been given away by the time this podcast goes live. So nay luck with that. But follow us in the future for more giveaways. <laughs> That's what I was going with that. That was totally pointless. Well, there's no, there's no point in holding on to the code for two days. Like the game comes out. The game comes out tomorrow, but then that way people know there's more giveaways coming because we do giveaways on a weekly basis. And Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is something that I would recommend checking out. That came second. It's a battle royale game, but it looks cool as fuck. It's like a third-person... I don't know. Third-person shootery fucking vampire game where you've got a take out of the else and it looks really cool so I would recommend checking that out it's free as well but yeah the winner is the Stanley Parable okay and go into our Twitter and not win a code that has already been given away <laughs> up ye yes on that note we shall wrap this episode up hope you've enjoyed listening thanks for your support as always as Craig mentioned do follow us on Twitter TikTok YouTube discord or join the discord i should say um if you want to check out any of the written reviews that craig also mentioned earlier puredeadgaming.com is where you find all of that i will leave a note of all the relevant links in the description and yeah come back next week three o'clock thursday for another episode sounds good sounds good bye bye Thank you.